Chapter Two of A Tangled Tale. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in October two thousand and nine. A Tangled Tale by Lewis Carroll. Chapter Two. Not Two. Eligible Apartments. Straight down the crooked lane and all round the square. Let's ask Balbus about it," said Hugh. "All right," said Lambert. "He can guess it," said Hugh. "Rather," said Lambert. No more words were needed. The two brothers understood each other perfectly. Balbus was waiting for them at the hotel. The journey down had tired him, he said. So his two pupils had been the round of the place in search of lodgings without the old tutor who had been their inseparable companion from their childhood. They had named him after the hero of their Latin exercise book, which overflowed with anecdotes of that versatile genius, anecdotes whose vagueness in detail was more than compensated by the sensational brilliance. Balbus has overcome all his enemies, had been marked by their tutor in the margin of the book successful bravery in this way he had tried to extract a moral from every anecdote about balbus sometimes one of warning as in balbus had borrowed a healthy dragon against which he had written rashness in speculation sometimes of encouragement as in the words influence of sympathy in united action which stood opposite to the anecdote balbus was assisting his mother-in-law to convince the dragon and sometimes it dwindled down to a single word such as prudence which was all he could extract from the touching record that balbus having scorched the tail of the dragon went away his pupils liked the short morals best as it left them more room for marginal illustrations and in this instance they required all the space they could get to exhibit the rapidity of the hero's departure their report of the state of things was discouraging that most fashionable of watering-places little mendip was chock-full as the boys expressed it from end to end but in one square they had seen no less than four cards in different houses all announcing in flaming capitals eligible apartments so there's plenty of choice after all you see said spokesman hugh in conclusion that doesn't follow from the data said balbus as he rose from the easy chair where he had been dozing over the little mendip gazette they may be all single rooms however we may as well see them i shall be glad to stretch my legs a bit an unprejudiced bystander might have objected that the operation was needless and that this long lank creature would have been all the better with even shorter legs but no such thought occurred to his loving pupils one on each side they did their best to keep up with his gigantic strides while hugh repeated the sentence in their father's letter just received from abroad over which he and lambert had been puzzling he says a friend of his the governor of what was that name again lambert kogovchny said lambert well yes the governor of what you may call it wants to give a very small dinner party and he means to ask his father's brother-in-law, his brother's father-in-law, his father-in-law's brother, and his brother-in-law's father, and we're to guess how many guests there will be. There was an anxious pause. How large did he say the pudding was to be? Balbus said at last. 
take its cubical contents divide by the cubical contents of what each man can eat and the quotient he didn't say anything about pudding said hugh and here's the square as they turned a corner and came into sight of the eligible apartments it is a square was balba's first cry of delight as he gazed around him beautiful beautiful equilateral and rectangular the boys looked round with less enthusiasm number nine is the first with a card said prosaic lambert but balbus would not so soon awake from his dream of beauty see boys he cried twenty doors on a side what symmetry each side divided into twenty-one equal parts it's delicious shall i knock or ring said hugh looking in some perplexity at a square brass plate which bore the simple inscription ring also both said balbus that's an ellipsis my boy did you never see an ellipsis before i couldn't hardly read it said hugh evasively it's no good having an ellipsis if they don't keep it clean which there is one room gentlemen said the smiling landlady and a sweet room too a snug little back room we will see it said balbus gloomily as they followed her in i knew how it would be one room in each house no view i suppose which indeed there is gentlemen the landlady indignantly protested as she drew up the blind and indicated the back garden cabbages i perceive said balbus well they're green at any rate which the greens at the shops their hostess explained are by no means dependable upon here you has them on the premises end of the best does the window open was always balba's first question in testing a lodging and does the chimney smoke his second satisfied on all points he secured the refusal of the room and they moved on to number twenty five this landlady was grave and stern i've no but one room left she told them and it gives on the back garden but there are cabbages balbus suggested the landlady visibly relented there is sir she said and good ones though i say it as shouldn't we can't rely on the shops for greens so we grows them ourselves a singular advantage said balbus and after the usual questions they went on to fifty-two and i'd gladly accommodate you all if i could was the greeting that met them we are but mortal irrelevant muttered balbus and i've let all my rooms but one which one is the back room i perceive said balbus and looking out on on cabbages i presume yes indeed sir said their hostess whatever other folks may do we grows our own for the shops an excellent arrangement balbus interrupted then one can really depend on their being good does the window open the usual questions were answered satisfactorily but this time you added one of his own invention does the cat scratch the landlady looked round suspiciously as if to make sure the cat was not listening i will not deceive you gentlemen she said it do scratch but not without you pulls its whiskers it'll never do it she repeated slowly with a visible effort to recall the exact words of some written agreement between herself and the cat without you pulls its whiskers much may be excused in a cat so treated said balbus as they left the house and crossed to number seventy three 
leaving the landlady curtsying on the doorstep and still murmuring to herself her parting words as if they were a form of blessing not without you pulls its whiskers at number seventy three they found only a small shy girl to show the house who said yes m in answer to all questions the usual room said balbus as they marched in the usual back garden the usual cabbages i suppose you can't get them good at the shops yes m said the girl well you may tell your mistress we will take the room and that her plan of growing her own cabbages is simply admirable yes m said the girl as she showed them out one day room and three bedrooms said balbus as they returned to the hotel we will take as our day-room the one that gives us the least walking to do to get to it must we walk from door to door and count the steps said lambert no no figure it out my boys figure it out balbus gaily exclaimed as he put pens ink and paper before his hapless pupils and left the room i say it'll be a job said hugh rather said lambert End of chapter 2